0: Hello and welcome to episode 80 of Employment Law Matters and today I'm joined by Sarah Crowther QC from Outer Temple Chambers. Sarah is also head of chambers at Outer Temple, she is my head of chambers, and Sarah is going to be talking with me about cross-border and jurisdictional issues. Now Sarah is one of the 30 speakers at the Employment Law webinars that are being organised between the 1st and 19th of March www.employmentwebinars.co.uk. So, in a, in a funny sort of way, this is a sneak preview about the sort of questions that you can ask her because at the employment webinars, she's speaking on Wednesday, the 10th of March she's topic number 16 out of 30. She'll just be answering every single question you want to ask about cross-border and jurisdiction. And before you think, why would I have a question about cross-border and jurisdiction? Funnily enough, when we did this last year, Sarah's was one of the most popular topics, which is why we've asked her back for more Q&A this year. Uh, Employmentwebinars.co.uk. Sarah, good morning.
1: Welcome to Employment Law Matters with Barrister Daniel Barnett. Morning, Daniel. Thank you very much for having me on. It's lovely to hear you.
0: Can you tell me what you think your most interesting case as a lawyer has ever been?
1: Gosh, well, obviously, you have all sorts of interesting cases. I think probably, I mean, I would have to pick out Ashes and Lee, which is the Gay Cake case, because it had everything. It had interesting background. It had interesting personalities involved. Uh, Legally, it was complex on lots of levels. I thought at first that the learning Northern Irish discrimination law and having a political belief as a separate protected characteristic was going to be enough of a challenge. But that was before the Northern Ireland constitutional matters came in. And I thought, crikey, that's something to get up to speed with. And I was just about on top of that, when Northern Irish procedural law, which is its own beast entirely again, came into it. So by the time we got to the Supreme Court in Belfast, I really feel it had it all.
0: I remember actually stopping and chatting with you on the stairs at Outer Temple Chambers and you you telling me you were instructed in the Supreme Court and me just feeling green with envy because it was the most beautiful case that any lawyer could ever want to have.
1: (laughs) I mean, it was fantastic to be able to actually make oral submissions in that as well. And uh, Baroness Hale was presiding. And when I stood up on the final day after two days of listening to all the blokes talk about it, she beamed an enormous grin and said, well, it's lovely to hear a woman's voice. (laughs) After two days of listening to all the men talk. And uh, so I felt I was going to get a winning reception then.
0: Over the years, what's the most important lesson that you think you've learned as a lawyer?
1: Listening, I think, is the skill that I probably developed the most over the course of my career. And I used to think that being a lawyer was about writing beautifully or about being a fantastic advocate in oral submissions. Or even about being great at legal research and having, you know, the knowledge at your fingertips. But actually over the years, what I've learned is that if you can listen really well to the question that the judge asks and truly understand why he's asking it or she, and then answer it in a way that really meets her question, then you've 90% the way to winning your case then, which in the end is what it's all about. And the same goes for listening to clients. To find out what they really want and listening to opponents because when you find out what they're really saying is the point at which you can really understand and meet their arguments, or perhaps sometimes even advise your client, well, actually, maybe they're onto something here.
0: Sarah Crowther, on Wednesday, the 10th of March, you're joining 30 other barristers, although not on that particular day, to answer questions on cross border and jurisdiction issues in employment cases. What do you think is the most important development? in that topic over the last three years?
1: Oh, Brexit, without a doubt. I mean, that has, for time in about 20 years, completely changed the landscape in jurisdictional issues. And it will do so in uh, foreseeable ways, but it'll do so in less foreseeable ways as well. We've exchanged now a scheme which had very fixed and firm rules for one, which is the English common law system, which is fundamentally based on a discretion and an ability to be flexible and do justice in the individual case which brings with it in my view probably more litigation and obviously a slight change in the nature and types of cases that can be brought and that will play out over the next months and years Um, we'll have to see whether the UK does actually sign up to the Lugano Convention whether that actually ever comes into being I mean the UK government says it will um, at the moment that's little bit stalled and it seems that shellfish is more pressing than Lugano so we'll see when we get to that.
0: And if you want to find out what the Lugano convention is then make sure you join us at www.employmentwebinars.co.uk so you can question Sarah Crowther about everything related to territorial jurisdiction and cross-border issues in employment tribunal. Sarah final question if you could make one change to the law on territorial jurisdiction what would it be?
1: Well, probably relatedly to my last answer, now that we're back thrown onto our common law principles, uh, it's thrown into sharp relief the fact that they've grown up in a very ad hoc fashion. The grounds on which the English courts can claim jurisdiction are listed in a practice direction to the civil procedure rules. And there are a bunch of pragmatic solutions to individual problems, but they don't really have any overarching coherence. And they're a bit hodgepodge. And many of them have A lot of drafting difficulties which have created a huge amount of uncertainty and litigation. I would have thought it's definitely time for us to sit down with a blank piece of paper and try to draw together a rather more coherent scheme so that litigants can have a reasonable expectation as to whether their claims are likely to be capable of being litigated in England and Wales or not. Whether there's any parliamentary willingness or time for that kind of law reform we should see. But I think it would be a huge benefit for commercial litigants and individuals.
0: Thank you, Sarah Crowther QC from Outer Temple Chambers. And if you want to hear Sarah uh, speaking a little more on this, but more importantly, ask her any question you have about cross-border issues or territorial jurisdiction in employment litigation, then do join us at www.employmentwebinars.com. .co.uk, 30 expert employment lawyers speaking on 30 topics over 15 days, morning and afternoon. You can hear not only Sarah, but you can hear Gavin Mansfield, QC, speaking on compensation issues, Sean Jones speaking on constructive dismissal, Darren Newman on grievances, Gareth Brahms on sex and maternity discrimination, and over two dozen other people and topics, employmentwebinars.co.uk. I'm Daniel Barnett. Thank you so much for listening.